I mean, at least if he wants to have an excuse to have his best actor friend Norman Reedus just whip out his dick and pee for like five minutes, he doesn't need to justify it in game. Now I didn't know if you caught that because, but remember after he peed, like a giant plant slash mushroom thing grew up. Yeah, the that popped that? up, and then they just ran past it. I'm like, wait, aren't you? Isn't that going to be like a, a game system? <laughs> Honestly, though, you have played the game for a long time. Don't you have anything else to do with your time? Gaming Blues Podcast. Welcome to the another edition of the Gaming Blues Podcast, number 12, I believe. And always with me is my partner in crime, Darren McPhail. How are you doing? That's sir? me with scratchy voice, Andy Shin. My voice is very short today because the Thai food I had is screwing up my throat, but people love high intensity, right? You'll get the best... Can you get really close, you get really close to the mic and say, I'm Batman? Can you do I'm it for, uh, the audience? There you go. That probably felt pretty easy in your current <laughs> condition. All right, for this week's podcast, we actually didn't have news last week, so we actually didn't have a podcast, and which is kind of bad because I want to be consistent in terms of our yeah. releases but you know sometimes there's nothing to really talk about it's know? just the way of it and sometimes the news just all happens at once and the companies go hey give me money and other companies go no fuck you that's too much and then they just go back and forth back and forth and then sometimes there's a giant convention over in europe and they go hey here's a bunch of video game news it all happens in the same like span of three days can't Why control that, that? Because it actually happened this week. That's why we're having a podcast. What? This podcast is available on your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Music Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher. No, we're not available on Stitcher. They hate me. I don't know why. <laughs> we're also available on Podbeans, and I think... Uh, what's the other one? Hmm. I don't remember. Oh, Google Play. <laughs> Google Play Podcast. There you go. Nice. I got that app. So search the Gaming Blues podcast. Um, I think it's all one word, and you'll find us there with eleven previously recorded episodes, all timeless classics. And if you're listening to this, that's twelve. You made it. You're here with us. And if my overlay is working, you will see our Twitch URLs below. Check us out when we're streaming. We sometimes we stream this podcast, but this week. As you can see, my voice is very dying, and I'm turning into Batman, so we can't stream this week. Alright, that being said, Gamescom happened this week. Gamescom? Andy, what is Gamescom for the uninformed? For the uninformed like me, all I know is that Gamescom is like a European E3, where I think, let me double check, I think it happens in Germany. I believe that is correct and is the circumstance that is a video games conference targeted in Europe. Every year, the different video game like conventions usually happens in America, uh, except for the Tokyo Game Show obviously happening in Tokyo. And Gamescom is a way for all of our European gamers all over in Europe to come and enjoy the upcoming games. It's also a chance for European developers to actually get out there and be like, hey, we exist. It's also, I think, this year, if any year, was a good um, showing for like, the indie 
developers because I saw a lot of new indie game releases amongst the really popular ones. Now that Gamescom, seemed to yeah. be like the predominant showcase was various indie games. They 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 came out in full force. <clears throat> now Gamescom, while it's still big in its own own right, it's not as big as E three, obviously. Yeah, but, but don't worry. By next year, <clears throat> E three might be dead. And so will my throat. Um. <laughs> anyway, there are actually notable announcements at Gamescom. And I think the biggest one we will dive onto will be obviously Kojima announced and showed two different Death Stranding videos and trailers for the upcoming game, which happens in about two months or so. Uh, yeah, just about three months. Now, before we dive onto the Death Strandings and all the peeing action we saw, let's touch up on the little stuff. Well, it's not really little, but... The other announcements that we care less about and will probably roll over. I mean, this one you might care, depending on your uh, circumstance. Sony has finally decided to buy out Insomnia Games, the creators of the Ratchet & Clank series, and recently Marvel Spider-Man. I'd say it's pretty cool. Makes a lot of sense. Spider-Man sold like ridiculously well. I think it was like the fat one of the fastest selling PlayStation games of all time. I thought you say the and most fattest games. <laughs> it's the one of the fattest games around, man. The game's got fat content. No, Spider-Man's really good. It's a good video game, and Insomniac's been in the market of making good video games since the nineties. So uh, I'm actually surprised they did not own them. Me too. Like like how uh, Nintendo owns Intelligent Systems and mm -hmm. how Sony owns studios like Naughty Dog. Like that's very surprising to me. Because they've pretty much really only been developing for PlayStation as long as I can recall. They have been up till the Xbox One where they made Sunset Overdrive for the Xbox yeah. One. And they focus more towards the VR audience which I don't even know what games they made, but they made games for it. And then they come out with the Big Bang that is Spider-Man. And here we are. Yeah. I mean, they, they, like, they're probably best known for the Ratchet and Clanks, the Ratchet and Clank games outside of Spider-Man. So uh, that's kind of like a PlayStation core franchise, or at least it has been. So it's pretty cool that they finally got the official seal of approval and they're in. And they'll probably be making Spider-Man 2. Correct me if I'm wrong, but did Insomniac Games make Spyro? Yes, they made okay. Spyro the Dragon. I, I believe that was their premier video game series that put them on the map. They it may was, have developed yes. other games beforehand, but that was like their first major release, and that's what really put them out there. It goes, notable game release, I think, goes Spyro, then Ratchet and & Clank, and then the Resistance series on the PlayStation 3. Depending on how notable you consider that, yeah. One was good, two was meh, three was... It was decent for its own right, but it got really weird after two. Got really yeah. weird. But hey, Resistance was one of the very first PlayStation 3 games that had like 64 player lobby matches. Fun fact. Now, this... At the time, I was like, okay... Sony's buying Insomniac Games because, you know, they made a lot of good games for the platform over the years. And they're a beloved partner for Sony. But after hearing what happened a few days ago with the movie <laughs> franchises, 
This makes well, a well, lot yeah. more sense now. <laughs> it it's a very very opportune time for that news to happen, and for Insomniac to so happen make the most successful superhero video game potentially ever. Mm-hmm. But we will touch up on that later because we have, or at least I have, a whole rant about that. But yeah, this was basically a foreshadow in its own way, but nobody expected this to come. Moving on, another minor news that Darren doesn't care about. The Gears of War 5 will include two characters from Halo Reach as playable character skins for the game. I think, I think as pre-order bonuses. Shocker. I think it's a good throwback. It's whatever. <laughs> but isn't the bigger news that Gears of War 5 is coming to Steam? And has gone... Wait, is it coming to Steam? I believe that's what they announced, wasn't it? That they're going to be making uh, future Xbox titles available for uh, Steam? And to have that like p- the PC be, be unified? I thought they were pushing the whole Xbox like past thing, which did include the PC versions of some Xbox One games. Now, if they're adding like the Steam versions to that past, then yeah, I think it might come. I mean, they have to with like the Master Chief Collection coming out for Steam or PC. Yeah, I mean, they're not gonna put it on the Epic Store. I, w- I mean, I would hope not, because that would that would not go in their favor. But marketing wise. One thing I don't get from Microsoft's like perspective, like stance on this is that like have they given up on trying to get people to you know remain faithful to the Xbox, like the brand? Because like I you're losing exclusives view- and you're like branching out your like AAA titles to the PC. Well, I think they they're in the market of they they're getting the point of going we're not selling as many boxes as the other competitors like compared to PS4 sales and Switch sales they they're not even close. We have so many boxes. So I think, around. but a lot of people are talking about Microsoft constantly, and I think I don't have the stats or numbers to back this up, but my understanding is that their games are being played a lot. So I think they're looking at themselves as a how do we become like the Netflix of video games. And now, how do we get how do we get our games mm-hmm. in people's hands? How do we generate a constant revenue stream without having to rely on console or video game sales? The question to that your statement is they're playing games, but what games? Are they playing the multi-platform games on Microsoft or are they playing the actual exclusives on Microsoft's console? Well, as long as you're signed up to Game Pass, it doesn't matter. That's all they care about right now is they want to mm. get you on Game Pass. They want you more on Game Pass than they do on like actual Xbox Gold. How do you feel about uh, having another subservice to subscribe to potentially, amongst like I, the myriad of other ones we're subscribed to? I mean, it's like any subscription service. It's all about if you actually use it and if mm-hmm. you enjoy it. And from what I gather, Games Pass seems like a ridiculously good deal. Like it just seems like you're getting a lot of games for the amount you're paying. And it's on a PC, they right have a. Pro- <laughs> yeah, on PC they have a huge promotion where it's a dollar, and it kind of seems like a no-brainer to use it. Like I, I don't mm. understand why people wouldn't want to use it. I don't use it personally because I don't really play that many new. I guess not necessarily new, but some of their games are new, some of them are not. But I don't mm. really play a lot of those types of titles, so it doesn't really appeal to me. But I could see the appeal. I get it. 
like isn't Devil May Cry 5 coming to Games Pass? I believe so, yes. I think it's coming this month. Which is huge. Is that also for PC? Is that only for Xbox? I believe it's only for Xbox because there's already a, already a Steam version available, right? Yeah, because that's, that's where it gets a little bit muddy for the PC version is mm-hmm. how do you separate that ecosystem from Steam, which is like trying to get developers to sell games there. They're trying to get everyone on board. And then you're trying to kind of outmaneuver them by offering borderline free content. And there's a question, also the question of if you play multiplayer multiplayer games, how is Xbox Live Gold going to be calculated? Is it included? Well, I'm assuming for PC, or... you don't need it, right? Mm, That'd be my assumption. Then it's like it's really confusing. The incentives that you're constantly paying them per month to access games through pa- for your Games Pass—that's their whole business model. But it's cheaper than getting Xbox Live Gold, though. Yeah. So why would anybody what... just like play physical games at this point? Then, like, are they just literally just moving towards the whole, as you said, like the Netflix platform now? I I think that's what Microsoft's pushing for, and I think we're gonna mm. find come like PS Five and the next generation of consoles, there's not gonna be much point for owning a physical box unless it has like a physical capability to it that you need, or you need a system to play said games. Like if you don't have a PC consoles are just going to be cheap pcs like that's what they're going to be more or less there's going to be concentrated bits of powerful hardware at a more a slightly more affordable price than a brand new pc Hmm. i mean like the switch the switch exists because you have the option of portability and it's something that you can't do yet but microsoft has a cloud service they're trying to get that so eventually they could very well have a service set up where you have your games pass, you play it on your phone, you play it on your TV, you play it wherever. And they're going to try to push that like as a competitor to Stadia. That's a nice Depending on how Stadia thing. works. That's a great segue, by the way, because Google Stadia made its appearance at Gamescom after doing its own Google thing. Well, you know me, Andy. I'm nothing but bait. Moving on. Um. I've watched a lot of Arrested Development, so I have a lot of really bad, like, sayings that can be taken the wrong way in my head. Right. So, to the uninformed, Google Stadia is basically what we just talked about in terms of Microsoft, but Google is doing it. If anybody remembers on live where you, it was basically Stadia, like, alpha, where you buy a mini console and a controller... Mm -hmm. And what that little hub thing was, you connect to the on-live cloud network and you stream the games off of the servers. So you don't need a very strong PC, but you only require a very fast internet. Now, at the time, internet wasn't very fast. Mm -hmm. I think like at the time, like 15 megabytes per second or Mbps was like the god speed. But right now we're getting close to almost like a gigabit or gigabyte per second, I think gigabit. Mm-hmm. Um, Darren always gloats that he has super fast internet. So I have like, incredible internet right now. Whatever, like it's 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 only for download speeds. At a certain point, like you don't really notice how fast your speed is. Yeah, but if I'm trying to stream a game, I need to be getting and sending in back and forth a lot of data pretty quickly. Nice. At, at a certain threshold, that doesn't matter, apparently. But Yeah, but we're not at that threshold. Not generally. Like, even for, like, just trying to stream content, like, if like, like I'm a bad example because I'm, like, the 1% of internet users in North America who have stupid fast internet. 
Whereas you have a lot of people in the States and other parts of North America that have absolutely terrible internet connection. They have terrible connectivity. They can't, like, they can't access anything. Also, I was going to say, you don't even stream anyway, so how would you know? <laughs> well, I have on twitch.tv slash thegamingpilgrim, Midge. Can you make a little motion down here because your name's like down there, so... Twitch.tv slash the gaming pilgrim edge. Right there. Not, I, and I did the stop for pilgrim because that's my Twitter handle. Twitter.com slash gaming pilgrim. But your Twitch is gaming pilgrimage, right? Yes. Okay, so I'm not Just like the YouTube. Is. It's the same thing as the YouTube. I didn't put that as my Twitter because it's too long. All right, so Google Stadia is Google's new streaming platform where you buy a little hub controller and you can stream any game within the Stadia library to your browser at any time and place if you have an internet connection. Now, which, which sounds cool. Which sounds cool. But right now, nobody has actually, te nobody tested this yet because it's still rolling out. And the list of libraries, it's still kind of small compared to what you can get from just buying a console. That being said, they announced four different, well, three new and one update to the library, including Cyberpunk 2077, Samurai Showdown, and Mortal Kombat 11, and they released a trailer for the new Doom Eternal game. Two things. First, who is in who in their right minds going to play a fighting game over like a streaming thing? I can see the value because right now we have a lot of exclusive fighting games on either PS4 or it's like a mix of like, you know, there's an environment where people on the PC have like the larger user base. So there's like an idea of like trying to unify or connect to those other platforms. Mm -hmm. But the idea of playing a game that requires immense precision, incredible netcode, and you're stacking another layer of network issues on top of existing network issues for fighting games, it seems really sketchy. Like, I remember using PlayStation Now to try to play Third Strike with my brother, and I couldn't do any combos. I was dropping everything. Like, it was really frustrating. And so, I've listened to interviews on Stadia where it's, the way Google talks about it, they seem incredibly confident that everything works flawlessly. And that you will not be able to tell the difference. I don't know how true that is because I haven't actually had hands-on. But in theory, it could work. But in practice, I I can't see it being flawless out the gate. For those that are curious about Stadia, if you own a NVIDIA graphics card, you can do this thing where NVIDIA basically is has a service. That's basically Google Stadia, where you can stream games or kind of simulate them on lesser systems. And my coworker tried this at work. Say he has an iMac for work, but using mm -hmm. the NVIDIA like streaming thing, he was able to stream PC games on the iMac like flawlessly with no lag. Really? So the technology does exist. That's, but the, our office Ethernet is like... We got like the it's most like one percent, right? Yeah, the one percent. So for the one percent, it will work. Um, I'm assuming, let's say our office, my office is the one percent, and then Darren's internet, which is faster than mine. I think he has like six hundred down and six hundred up. 
Um, I have it's something. It's something really dumb. I'd ha- I tried te- when I was testing it while we were streaming. I had two hundred. So I imagine if I was not doing this, it would be quicker. Anyway, so I would assume that if you play online games right now over your console, then you should be able to stream Google Stadia games at 1080p at least. Obviously, mm. streaming 4K is going to take more bandwidth, but I think, or at least I'm playing, you know, Dev, Devil's Advocate Kid here, but yeah. Stadia will theoretically work. And I think it will be a good bar of entry for people wanting to try out games before they buy them, maybe? Or they, they just can't be bothered to, like, actually own a console. Like, you can play this on your phone or play on your tablet or, like, TV. Yeah. Maybe if you're traveling a lot. That kind of stuff. Because the really weird part for most people is if you're invested into it and if you're going to do it are like it seems like they're essentially charging you per game whereas a service Mm -hmm. like games pass just gives you access to a huge library of games yeah um but it it just begs the question like what do you get out of it like how much is the is a stream version of a game going to cost versus a copy of the game just like either that's a disc an sd card or like a steam download like and it also begs the question of digital ownership. What level do you own your stream of the game, like your stream copy? And then to even throw another layer on that, what if you're a Twitch streamer and you want to show games on your stream? How does that affect things if you're streaming the game to your system and then you're uploading that stream in 1080p to Twitch? I mean, I would I wouldn't assume that people will stream using Stadia to be honest. If you have a computer good enough to stream, what's stopping you from, like, I'm assuming their computer's going to be good. Or they're yeah. streaming from console. Well, if you if you have a stream computer, you're probably just going to play the games natively, right? But, it, like, it just begs the question, like, what, what are the capabilities of that? Because I think that's going to determine how successful it can be. And, like any console or platform, it depends on their exclusives. It depends on what they actually get. I also find this to be a bit hilarious because Xbox released their Xbox Sad edition. The, yeah. like the So that's basically a Stadia, but for only mic- for Microsoft games and like multi-platform. But the difference is for Games Pass, you actually download them to your system. Yeah. You're not streaming. Which is more reliable in a way. Yeah, but that's Microsoft's like dream is to have it like that. Oh, you think Microsoft wants to like stream it? They 100% want, because they own a cloud service, they 100%, this mm. was in a uh, giant bomb feature where they had Phil Spencer on, and he talked about like why he thought Stadia was so interesting, and he was talking about like Xbox Cloud, and just based off of that and the general direction of all their business so far, I totally see it as a, as a point of they want to be like the Netflix of games. They want to have access to a huge library that you can go nuts with, play it wherever you want, have access to a huge library of games. You're paying X amount per month. And maybe if it's the idea, if you want to have the stream service on top of Games Pass, that's an additional subscription or a higher, more expensive one. I think also the biggest gain for at least Microsoft and Google, well, not Google, but Microsoft, if they do go that route, they're cutting out the middleman in terms of like game, like physical manufacturing now. That yeah. means they'll save and, more like money. And in terms potentially, of in some cases, they can maybe they can dance around publishers a little bit too. 
or at the very least have better publisher deals for trying to get games in their platform? Mm, maybe. But again, like, internet, it all, it all comes down to how how affordable will really fast internet be in the future across yeah. the world? No, that's why it really depends. If yeah. we have internet like like uh, South Korea, we might be set. But right now, we don't. We're not even close. I mean, South Korea is like only fast and... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone keeps praising how fat, super fast Korean internet is. And it, it is, but... I mean, you, it's only possible because the con- country is like very congested in a way, you know? Yeah. Like, it really works for Asian countries. But for countries like Canada, for example, where we have... One road and lots of lots of land. It's kind of hard to actually set up that network to have really fast internet for the cheap. Mm-hmm. So for, well, I guess the U.S. listeners, we pay about around a hundred dollars if you don't get a promo for like three hundred down or one fifty down and up. Yeah, that's like the average price. I think the our U.S. brethrens get a better deal than that. I think depending on where you live, but. It is an investment for sure. Yeah, it definitely is. But we will see how it turns out because Google's betting a lot on this, I think. Like there's so much development going into this thing. They're also got like the publishers to like uh, put games on their thing, especially Samurai Showdown. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that they have uh, access to this. I heard Sam Show or SNK turned down like the epic store deal before when they offered them to be on that their platform now i'm not sure if that's true it might change but the fact that they're coming to google means they google might have actually paid them a lot of money for this which is good because snk could really use the money i mean it's interesting it shows kind of uh a dedication to that sort of uh ideology i guess i could say Speaking of ideologies, let's talk about Death Stranding and its ideologies. <laughs> First off, I want to mm. say 90%, if not more, of that entire Gamescom showcase was just Kojima just trolling everyone. Just him going, screw you guys, Like, look what I can do. I'm freaking Hideo Kojima. And he, I love how he's trying to explain what's like in the game, and the translator's like doing his best to translate, but it just comes I out as gibberish. I felt so bad for him. He's like, "What is this guy talking about?" He's looking to Kojima. About? He's like looking to him. He's like, "Am I allowed uh-huh. to say this?" And he's like, "Like, yes, yeah, so does." I was like, uh, "So you use the baby, and you see because the mother died, but the baby's connected the baby, to the mother. The baby." The baby, baby, the baby. baby. You see, she can't move because of the baby. baby. But her boobs are really big because she's still breastfeeding the invisible baby. baby. (laughs) During that part, I was just shaking my head going, oh man. Because of the baby. (laughs) Something happened to Kojima where he had interaction with a mother, a woman, or something. And it just ruined... Him or it, not necessarily him, but it just utterly changed his philo- philosophy on how women should be represented and how they should act. Because my God, it's happened in every game now. This one looks to be upping the ante. Oh, and the feminists on Twitter were like up in an we're in uproar because of this. Not surprisingly, 
I mean, he claims we would regret our words and deeds over Quiet's reason for wearing a bikini, and that that didn't pan out. I would have known I didn't beat the game yet. <laughs> Did you get to the part where you get Quiet? Yes. Did you get to the part where they explain to you why she wears a bikini? Yes. Because she wouldn't be able to breathe? Yes. Because she needs to breathe through her skin? <laughs> the baby, I don't know. Because parasites? <laughs> yes. Not a great justification. <laughs> Not a machines. <laughs> yeah, literally. She wears she doesn't she doesn't wear clothes because shut up at nano machines. I mean she needs to breathe therein. <laughs> she needs to breathe. If he just wants to have a hot sniper girl running around in less than nothing, he shouldn't just... be so weird about it. I mean, at least... If he wants to have an excuse to have his best actor friend, Norman Reedus, just whip out his dick and pee for, like, five minutes, he doesn't need to justify it in-game. Now, I didn't know if you caught that, because... But remember after he peed? Like a giant plant-slash-mushroom thing grew up Yeah, the that popped that? up! And then they just ran past it. I'm like, wait, aren't you... Isn't that going to be, ignore like, that? A, a game system? <laughs> I think that has something that has to do with, like, if you pee in the same spot twice, that will happen or something. God. And then the translator said something about maybe being able to use, or Jeff Keighley was saying this, freaking Hideo Kojima's other best buddy was saying that, uh, couldn't you, like, use it as a weapon or you can try to pee on enemies? Because mm-hmm. you know how in Metal Gear Solid Five it was a meme to get, like, the wolf to get D-Dog or the horse to, like, do things. Like, is, is a meme to get D-Dog to just take out every enemy in a compound? Mm-hmm. Or is a meme to get, like, uh, D-Horse to poop on enemies and stuff like that? Yeah. Is that just going to be the next level? It's going to be like, what can you pee on? Like, how do NPCs react if you press the pee button? Well, mushrooms grow on them if you pee on them. Like, do you get a game over? Or they just say, like, no, I can't, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm Sam Reedus. I, I don't agree doing that. <laughs> You're pissed on the president. America is ruined. Game over. <laughs> no, he just he says, he says, you're the president of jack shit. Psh. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it, it brings up more, again, it brings questions. up more questions than it resolves. Only Kojima can get away with showing a peeing function in the game. And have people be perfectly normal about it. Yep, that's just Kojima being Kojima. Yep, this is this is what we're we're this that's is our cool. boss. This is all the and money then, that uh, went into it. Konami denied my vision of putting peeing mechanics in a game. Screw you, Konami. I mean, this also kind of <laughs> highlights part of the problem with Metal Gear Solid Five, which, uh. se- which seems to be like feature creep to the extreme, where mm. just more and more stuff gets added on over time to a point of just ridiculousness. But he can do whatever he wants. He own he owns it. It's his company. He it's it's his call. He's getting Sony money and lots of bucks from other people. Maybe the Epic Store. It's. No, not known. Don't, don't say that. <laughs> we don't, don't know yet, that. but uh, we'll see. Uh, the other thing I want to touch upon is how Jeff Keighley is in the game as an NPC, and it just says Luden's fan. Mm-hmm. And that was weird because it wasn't his voice; it was just some voice actor. But it was Je- just Jeff Keighley in the game. Jeff Keighley's likeness in hologram. Yeah, it's a. It was a big whatever. 
It is. It's just it's just throw it to the pile of just Hideo Kojima and his actor friends. So after seeing two trailers, one about Mama and another one being the what was it, Dead Man? I believe that's his name. The, tar- the Tarantino Del Toro. Like, yeah, Del Toro. Like, yeah. Sorry, not Tarantino. Del Toro. Del Torrentino. <laughs> Del Torrentino. Um, yeah, we the game is coming out in two months and. Either three months. He, three months, and I, either Kojima's a marketing genius, and he's literally been hiding what the game is about up until now, just by showing like the like nonsense stuff, or this game is just going to be literally a visual novel of Kojima's story with some exploration elements. It's going to be walking around, creating ladders, peeing on grass, occasionally getting a cool motorbike, hitting people with a briefcase, and then going to the next cutscene. And then going to World War War when you fight see Madsen and just yeah you go you go to Hades Mads Mikkelsen and uh, I mean we did learn more lore about how Dead Man's talking about how the bridge babies work and connect you to basically the like the dead world or like the past yeah you need to if it's upset you need to connect it to a virtual um put it back in the womb. And then that will calm the baby down. You can do this anytime if your baby is stressed. Or you can just take him out of your cooking like thing, shake it, and then it'll be relaxed. So literally, you are babysitting the game. <laughs> While also doing deliveries. <laughs> While you're also an Amazon Prime delivery guy. Amazon Prime delivery babysitter soldier America person. <laughs> well, well, Mr. UPS man. I hope to get a like a delivery van as like a drivable vehicle. I mean, I pre-ordered the game. Post-office. I have, I have no clue what I'm getting. I have no idea what this, what game I'm playing on day one. I demand you either stream or at least make reaction videos to the, the most absurd stuff. I'll probably just stream it and just sit there with me just shaking my head and just trying to follow along. I also did pre-order it, but I'm not going to stream it because I'd rather enjoy it to my fullest. <laughs> oh, so I'm not allowed to do that, but but you are. I'm just going to enjoy all the scenes with Mama going like, Kojima, you're fucked up in the head. Something <laughs> happened. Something happened. Yes. But yeah, that's Death Stranding, which is probably like one of the biggest stories coming out of Gamescom. Isn't that kind of sad, though? I mean, Gamescom isn't E3. It's not meant to be a big, like, oh, reveal, reveal, reveal. It's more meant to be about the developers. Like, there's a lot of talks, mm. usually, and whatnot, too, at some of the at some of those conferences. And it's also a chance to get a lot of hands-on time to play games that were announced at E3. I heard the uh, 7 Remake was there, I think. Yeah, I saw, like, off-camera footage of it. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. Looked cool. Alright, then three other <clears throat> minor things that Darren doesn't care about. Um, well, no, he might care about this one. Yakuza 345 Remastered will be coming. Well, not all at once, but will come throughout PS4. the year to PS4. Three is already out, I think. W- yes, three's out now, but it opens the potential for them to all also be on Steam, which is really cool. And then they also talked about bringing the Isen one. 
Yes, localized. They, they said they're still looking at how Yakuza performs. So please, everyone who keeps buying Yakuza games because they're selling well and we're getting all of them, please do so because Eason looks so cool. I heard, I read an interview saying like they they think Eason won't do well because they think the modern games are doing well because they took out the Japanese pers- like aspects of the game. They like, did not. No, they're like, still <laughs> super Japanese. Yeah, like, they're the most Japanese games you can play because they're just about Japan and Japan, Japanese culture. Like everything I think that's what it was talking about. Like to it. the modern stuff is more appealing than you know, like the that's a load of bullocky. <laughs> samurai stuff is super popular in like the Western culture. Everyone's a samurai weeaboo. Next you just thing. haven't discovered it yet. Did you see the new Need for Speed Heat gameplay video? Nope, because I don't care. I was excited. I like Most for you. Wanted. You're not going to buy it. It's Most fine. Wanted was good. You're not going to buy it, so skip it. Watch me buy it, fool. You're not going to buy it. Who knows? All You're right. not going to ever play it. And then Mortal Kombat 11 DLC announced. I was not surprised because people leaked it because... Months ago. Fighting game, game people leaked everything all the time. Because that data shows up in patches. And people got really good at data mining. Hmm. So, new characters include Nightwolf already came out. Sindel's coming out. Spawn is back. Through well, but, various fan demand. But but Spawn was never in Mortal Kombat before. You're thinking Soul Calibur. Whatever, he's back in a fighting game. Um, Woo! Terminator, as hinted at before. Which is cool. And then the Joker, who was an injustice, so... Which is confusing. <laughs> Another parallel universe stuff? Who knows? It's a weird pull. It's like, why? <laughs> and then Shansung came out, and Sindel will be coming out next, after Nightwolf, I think. But none of us Shansung's play Shansung's already Kombat, out. So. Yeah, it goes Shansung, Nightwolf, Sindel, and yeah. I think Spawn, Terminator, and Joker in that order. But who knows? But none of us play Mortal Kombat. But I am excited to see Spawn. Even though... Are you? As a guest character, I think he's interesting. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. That does it for the video game news. Witcher 3 Switch date. That's it. Whatever. It's coming out in October. Oh, also, by the time you're watching this, the demo for the Switch version of Dragon Quest XI S will be out on the eStore. Yes, I need to download that tonight, because I want to see if it includes the uh, retro graphics. So check that out. Also, if you're remotely interested in those Mario and Sonic Olympic games, which I am not, they included a mode where you can play as the 8 and 16-bit versions of the characters in minigames. I thought that was cool. And they showed off more Mario and Sonic characters without shirts on. And it's disconcerting because people are really obsessed about it. Uh, It's none of my concern, Darren. It's like back in Mario Odyssey where there's the level where Mario runs around in a swimsuit. And people are like, look, Mario has nipples. And you're like, stop. Why are you freaking out about this? Turns out Mario's human after all. Oh no, he has nipples. And his belly button is outside and not inside. What is this? Alright, that is it for the video game news. And we were going... I was going to talk about, like, other topics, but... 
the news bomb kept on happening this week. Thank God, because we always need something to talk about. In the land of the movies, Darren, what is the one franchise you thought that needed a sequel? Oh, oh man, where to even think with this one? I mean, I would always like to see more John Wick movies. Yes. I was so ready for another Zombieland movie. After, is- what, like five, six years after the other one came out? Like, God, they missed the date on that one. <laughs> Zombieland five years after. <sighs> but Andy, what sequel to a, to a movie franchise no one asked for a sequel in did they announce? The good old Matrix trilogy is going to get a sequel after all these years, and it will still replies of Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity, which makes absolutely I mean, no sense because she died in the third movie. <laughs> whoa, spoilers! And For a movie also, that came out fifteen years ago or ten. I don't also, know. I was about to say it's a shame there's never a sequel to the Matrix until now. Is that a joke? Yeah, it's a it's a it's been a meme in the just ever since like how people were disappointed in uh two and three. Yeah, they just constantly have had a joke of, oh man, it's a shame the Matrix never got a sequel. Cry and shame. If anything to Okay, let's just start this off by saying those movies did not age very well. <laughs> if you go back I and think, watch the park I fight scene one in two, did. it's it look the CG is very noticeable now. I think one has aged pretty well, and it's probably... I think it still holds up as just an enjoyable movie. Two is but, sort of rough. But, yeah, the other movies age by the day. They age by the hour. But the good thing, if anything, is that the original... Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Wachowski Brothers. Wachowski Brothers, yeah. And... Who created the Matrix with Lily Machowski is writing the sequels. So, this is not one of those a reboot imagined by a different writer slash director. It's actually by the one of the you know the people that actually wrote the original. So yeah, but at the same time, it just continues that trend of showing you how creatively bankrupt Hollywood is. Darren, what if they're going to reboot the entire Matrix and go back to the first one? (laughs) And redo no. decisions made. Well, Matrix. The whole, well, here's <laughs> the thing. The core conflict is resolved. What do you show? What if everything was in Neo's head? Um. <laughs> There's so many possibilities. What if Zion was actually ruined by machines? What if this is the alternate reality where Neo didn't stop Agent Smith? <laughs> What ifs and the big what ifs? What if Trinity didn't die in three? What if Neo never went to see Trinity in the first movie? Hmm? <laughs> what if what if Neo became an agent? <gasps> no, these are horrible storylines. Don't do them, please. <laughs> I mean, I, the only thing I, I can can't. think of is they literally retcon the entire trilogy and just go back from the beginning and redo it. I don't know what other stories you tell, honestly, because the core conflict's resolved unless you find a way to contrive it and go, no, there's this now. You need to go back. Maybe it'll be like Wreck-It Ralph, but with like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves saved, breaks the internet. 
You need to go fight yourself as John Wick. Oh, dude. But yeah, it's really... Well, I think... Like, with the advancement of technology, I think... They can come up with new interesting stuff. Because this was made back in the day where, like, hacking was, like, all... You know, like... Like, what do you you call those? Like, literal just digits and whatnot. I mean, still is. But we're in the age of, like, information control and stuff. And all this talk about, like, AI running amok. Yeah. So, So I think they have more resources to pull from. But then again, like, what are they going to do? I mean, is Lawrence Fishburne still confirmed? <laughs> I, I mean, I remember the, the anim. You know, do you remember the Animatrix? Where it was like that, like, is a d- bunch of different shorts all set within the Matrix that are done by different anime directors? That had really messed up scenes. <laughs> yeah. But that's like a potential for alternate stories. But clearly they're not doing that since they have the characters returning. I think you could do something with the Matrix if you brought in like a new set of characters mm-hmm. and kept the references to the other ones like minimal. But clearly they're not going with that since the thing they announced was, hey, we got, we're getting the gang back together. Maybe Neo and Trinity like has gone rogue. Maybe they're the evil ones that like you introduce new characters. But everything's resolved. Anyway, New conflicts occur anyway, every day. I, I don't know. It's gonna be theory weird. craft, man. You Hollywood's know doomed. Is. Nothing's original. No one can come up with new ideas. Everything's doomed. John Wick was a miracle. I actually watched John Wick two the other day. <laughs> you never saw two? No, it was on Netflix. I was like, eh, why not? Two's the one where his dog gets killed, right? Or Spoilers, one? and no, that's in one. That's the oh. inciting incident, is that his wife dies of like a terminal illness. It might have been cancer or something else. And then she basically had a dog being sent to him because she knows that without her in his life, John Wick will snap. The baby. And so she sent the dog to kind of be like, hey, I know you need something to love. You need something mm-hmm. to keep you busy. Take care of this puppy. And you see this beautiful little montage of John Wick becoming close to this puppy. And then Theon Greyjoy from Game of Thrones ruins it. (laughs) He ruins everything. (laughs) He ruins everything. Even season eight. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, he was okay in season eight. Okay, so I did not see two. I saw one. But going back to my point, Larry... You've never seen John Wick up until recently? Yes. What the... Fuck Andy. I don't know. How did you mean, enjoy it? I literally watched it and I was like, this is all this is doing is Keanu is just killing people every like second and like little one liners here and there and just goes back to more killing. But it's amazing. It goes it's so well done. Killing, 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 silence, killing, 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 scene change. Killing, killing, killing. But One the line, part killing, that killing, works killing. so well is it builds up this whole weird society of assassins thing that's like super in the background. And they don't explain it, and it's just there, and you just have to accept it. It's super cool. Is two on Netflix yet? Uh I don't know, but two I I two is cool and it has some really good fight choreography, but it's not I think one is like lightning in a bottle. Yeah, like like, like it's one a good movie, but <laughs> Yeah. Because two and three are just them. Are they're just more of that? They're just more of John Wick going around killing people. Like, 
that's what you want to see, and they obviously do it well. But one had like more punch to it because you didn't know anything. So when people are talking about John Wick, it's like more of a cool mystery. It's like, what did he do? Like, who is this guy? Why is everyone like the assassin world scared of him? If anything, I thought, well, spoilers, when he kills the, what's his name, Vladimir? No, the evil, evil dude's son. I thought that would make a more, like a big deal out of it. No. No, they just kill him off and like, that was my dog. (laughs) It's like, that's it. Like. Really? I thought you were going to make a big deal of it and like, torture him, but you just shoot him in the head and let's be done with no, it. No, John Wick's professional. Like, John Wick doesn't give a shit about like dramatic monologue. He just want to kill you. Done. He, he literally wanted just to put a bullet in that boy. My God, he uh, did. I mean, yeah. It, it, was, it was a good movie, but like, maybe because coming from like other movies, maybe I expected more dialogue. Not not that it's a bad thing, but like... I was going to say, you came to the wrong movie if you were expecting more dialogue. It's like, killing, killing, killing. It's like, wow, like that's very violent. <laughs> wow, what a horrible way to die. I like a shot in the head. Mm. Oh, that looked cool. Yeah, but I will check out John Wick 2 if it's on Netflix, but it's not, so... Eh. Alright, moving on to the main topic after almost 15 minutes into the podcast because we're like that. This dropped out of nowhere, and it actually dropped after I was talking to Darren about, hey, look, it's Matrix 4. Wait a minute, look at this shit. And this bomb dropped. Marvel and Sony had a little falling out, and Spider-Man is no longer part of the MCU. Supposedly. Negotiations are still open. It is open. But Sony rejected their initial pitch. And I will read out to you what the initial pitch was. <laughs> Quote unquote, Disney wanted a 50-50 co-financing agreement while Sony reportedly proposed to maintain the current terms, which allows Marvel to have 5% of first dollar grosses. Now, this means that box office sales, let's say you get a well $100 million making a box office. Mm-hmm. Under the previous deal, Marvel only took 5% of that. But they kept almost entirely of the merchandising profit. Which and is pretty this, huge for a hero like Spider-Man. And this was part of the six movies, the three, um, the Homecoming movies, the Spider-Man Homecoming, Far From Home, and any like Avenger movie that Spider-Man was in. So that would include Civil War... I don't know if it was an American Soldier. Endgame. Endgame. Um, what was the other one? Infinity War. Yeah. So that was the initial agreement. Now, since those were over, Marvel was like, hey, let's do another agreement. But Spider-Man's uber popular now. So don't you think I deserve more money? And Sony's like, maybe, but 50% is kind of a bit, bit too much, isn't it? So deal's off. Well, now, there's also more to this, too. Oh, yeah. But it's a bit is a bit more than Marvel going, we want 50-50. Like it's basically well, how about you tell it from your what you heard? From what I understand, they wanted access to they wanted to do a different revenue split. They wanted um all of the merchandising profits. Which they already had. Which they already had, which is huge, again, mm-hmm. for a hero like Spider Man. And they basically they just wanted more. It was just everything but way more. 
to like a near to a, almost like a comical extent. Yep. I mean, if you think about it, a jump from five to fifty percent—that's is huge. huge. Like they want it ten times more. Like literally at this point, Sony just makes fifty percent of movie sales. Which is, yeah. which in the grand scheme of things is nothing compared to like the total of like all the merchandising and all that. Like that's huge. I found a Twitter on someone doing a breakdown of what this means. Now this might be wrong, but it is very, I think it makes sense. So Far From Home had a $160 million budget to make and yeah. it grossed $1.1 billion at the box office. Now, right. if they Sony takes the new deal of 50-50 split, then they would lose, save $80 million in production, but they will lose $550 million in the box office revenue because they upped the sharing cost with Marvel. So it, yeah. it went from 5 to 50. So they're losing more on the box office revenue, whereas they would save a bit more on the production cost. But overall, it's a net loss. Now, yeah. under the old deal, which is 5 to 50 and whatever, Disney had the merchandising right to Spider-Man, which consistently grosses over $1 billion a year, making their profit from the Spider-Man IP far greater than Sony's. Yeah. So this new deal was basically just asked Sony for, for money because Spider-Man's up on the rise. And he's always been the most popular superhero. Now, clear something up for me, Darren, before I rant about this so I can gather my thoughts. How, why did Marvel not retain the, the intellectual property to Spider-Man? Why does Sony own it? Back in the early 2000s when Marvel was going bankrupt, they sold all of their movie rights for all their intellectual properties for dirt cheap. They basically auctioned them off. Mm -hmm. That's why you had studios like 20th Century Fox... Sony, and then later, like Mar Marvel's own film division, where they all had different IPs. That's why Fantastic Four, why X Men, and why Spider Man were all being done by different studios. Mm -hmm. And because the MCU didn't blow up until after Marvel started doing it itself as a movie production company, then they got big enough to go, okay, now we need to start doing our important characters that we sold off. And Spider-Man was pretty big one. And what happened recently that made Marvel suddenly have a big dick? Avengers? Ball, no, Disney bought them. <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, yeah, yeah, obviously Disney bought them and they're huge. Also, scary fact, Disney owns 38% of the movie market. They own Fox, 20th Century Fox now, right? From what I understand, yes. I can look this up, but keep talking. But the for point a being, they own almost 40% of the entire film industry. That's really scary. That's a really dangerous prospect because then they, they, they basically have a monopoly. They're generating, like already before Avengers broke every box office record ever, Holy Marvel crap. Marvel movies were, were like siphoning all of the revenue for almost every movie. It's very rare you have a new movie idea like John Wick come through the fold and actually turn a profit and become popular enough for a franchise. M Marvel is like the movie market. Disney's the movie market. It's, 
it's not healthy for the industry to have one titan just making all the money and spending all the money and getting all the money. So here's the thing. This is what Disney owns. Ready? ABC. They own 80% of ESPN, one of the biggest sports outlets. Touchstone Pictures. Marvel, obviously. Lucasfilm, which is basically they own Star Wars. They own Star Wars. They own 50% of A&E, another TV channel. They own 50% of the History Channel. They own 50% of Lifetime Channel. That was a drunk purchase. They own Pixar. Disney Pixar? Obviously. Yeah. They own Hollywood Records and 10% of Vice Media, but whatever. The point is they are slowly trying to buy out everything, a.k.a. they're monopolizing the film industry. Now, people, if they don't do their research and only know Marvel about like, oh, they make my favorite movies. They make Avengers. They make Iron Man. They make Spider-Man. I love Why them. Why aren't you letting my X-Man be in the thing? People went on an uproar thinking like, they didn't even read the numbers. They just read Marvel and Sony and ties. And that's it. And their immediate head goes, oh, it's Sony being jerks. Not yeah. agreeing to Marvel's new demands. And they're calling Sony for being greedy. For not accepting. And they're like, hashtag. When you have the leader in the industry who owns most the pie. Hashtag save Spider-Man from Sony. And boycott Sony was trending on Twitter for like the past oh. two days. People are saying that Sony is greedy for not accepting Marvel's offer. I like Tom Holland Spider-Man. Why can't he be in more Marvel movies? We need him for Secret War. All these memes about like, oh, Andrew Garfield got fired from Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire got fired from Spider-Man. Guess Tim Tom Holland joins them. No, they did not get fired. There's like... They just did <sighs> reboots. They restarted. If you read some of the reasonings you see on the like the Twitter of which you shouldn't because Twitter's cesspool. Yeah. People legitimately believe that Sony didn't do shit in terms of like making those like Spider-Man movies. They think the Marvel ones are way better than the the ones that Sony made, like Amazing Spider-Man, the original trilogy. Which the is Sam Raimi films like more or less billions. made superhero movies Popular. like a thing. Iron Man <laughs> changed superhero movies, but Sam Raimi superhero movies established modern-day superhero movies. Without Spider-Man, the original two Spider-Man movies, you wouldn't have the MCU. You There's know no we, way it yeah. would exist. You know what we had before the Raimi Spider-Mans? We had fucking Superman Returns. We did. And those I damn mean, we Superman had, movies. We had the 80s with, like, the... Uh, with the Tim Burton Batman, we had, you know, the like the Christopher Reeve Superman, which were good, but like they didn't they didn't really attract a new audience. They weren't modern comic movies. They were eighties movies. And the Sam Raimi movies, like otherwise you had shit like Daredevil. Oh, or Electra. Ah, oh, the Ben Affleck. And Colin Farrell going, I never miss. It really goes to show how old these people are sometimes when they don't it, even like. It shows like, the know. mindset of this is a sixteen-year-old child. Like you don't even know what a 
like the Raimi films are and or have, did you even know what a VHS tape is? Because I watched it, I think the original Spider-Man on VHS or DVD. I watched it on my placed my Sony PlayStation Two playing Sony's this, this PlayStation player? Two version of Spider Man on the DVD player. So. I don't know. It really boggles me that that Disney. Well, I, people love Disney. Let's put that out there. But to a point where anything they do, it's just like people are like, oh no, it's always like Disney's the like the victim in all this. No, like the thing the th- the thing I like is not being supported. I'm angry is the thing. Agree make friends of these mega corporations. They're your friends, children. No, they're not. They want to take money from you. They want to make your money. Stop being so idealistic. Also and besides, hi- yeah. all this is just slander to Spider-Verse, which is the best Spider-Man movie which was made by Sony Animation. Which people don't still haven't even heard of, even if the, even if it like won the Oscar. Still the least popular Spider-Man movie. Still hasn't broken a million either, like a billion or a million, billion. It's definitely broken a million because it it far exceeded expectations. So it's like uh, compared to the other ones, it's the least gross successful. Film. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of like an animation film, and in terms of like what was set for it, it far surpassed anything they had anticipated and, and you, it's yeah. freaking phenomenal do you honestly believe that people would have like known about this deal i bet you somebody from marvel like leaked it to like the like press outlet and spun it to like suit like their narrative 100 percent, 100 percent. because after all this all this shit storm marvel's like okay guys we're still talking to sony keep the hate coming Keep the, the vitriol spewing. The, the thing that's disgusting me is even if Sony does make up and like offer some kind of like halfway point with Marvel, people are gonna be like, "Oh, we saved Spider-Man. God bless Marvel." It's sad because it's true. This will only give like false belief to people if we bitch about things long enough on social media. It will come true. Look at James Gunn. Look at that's freaking a, Sonic that's the Hedgehog. Exa- but <laughs> that's true, too. There I mean, is an impact. Different. Social outcry has an impact on the movie industry. I... Well, you know how, like... People don't even remember that Sony actually kept Spider-Man alive by buying it from Marvel, even if it was, like, you know, just a liquidation at that point. It really, and, yeah, it just baffles me. Like, I was super mad about this on Twitter, but you can follow me at Last Blues to hear all my ramblings. <laughs> Here's the other thing. Consider this. Marvel Game Studios' own Avengers game. Which looks like shit. It doesn't look great. And it's far, it's very much trying to tie in that Marvel MCU fil- film vibe. Insomniac Spider-Man is considered to be, like, right now, probably the best superhero game ever made. Like, having revived that subgenre and and brings new life into this character. That wouldn't exist if Marvel owned it and had the ability to to funnel that. Like, I think there's value 
in other people's visions of a single thing. I also think this is just a big dispute between two companies. And in a perfect artistic world, you could have whoever make whatever Spider-Man movie. But we're, we're capitalism. We don't, we don't have that. And in this instance, I think it's dangerous for an entity like Disney slash Marvel to own everything. Mm-hmm. And to have control of everything. To debunk other myths. Let's say, let's go this in order. Myth number one. It was all of Marvel, like Sony didn't actually help with development, which is true. They only contributed like the funds to make the film. So Sony gave the money to Marvel to make the movies. So in turn, Marvel made, you know, great movies. But if you talk about like who owns the thing, obviously the ball is in Sony's court. They don't have to do anything. They don't have to bend to Marvel's will. No. That's that's why they're getting the social outcry. Who in their right mind would, let's say you, okay, going back to Spider-Man 2, it made almost $1.1 billion, like grossing. And that was before Marvel making the like the MCU Spider-Mans. This is mm-hmm. not downplaying Tom Holland or anything. But if you can make $1.1 billion and somehow make money with movies like Venom without Marvel's help, I don't even know how that happened. Why would you pay Marvel 10 times more in shared gross revenues? You're just literally giving Marvel and money. And in turn, lose out on the opportunity to continue creating under that IP and license. Also, I think people horrendously downplay how much money comes from merchandising. Yes. People, like, here's the value in owning Star Wars. It's not making movies. It's making Lego sets. It's making t-shirts. It's making toasters. It's making coffee cups. It's making action figures. It's making trading cards. making posters. Making everything, everything Star Wars. Like, if you look at whenever a Star Wars movie comes out, it's the merchandise that's through the roof that everyone's buying. That's everywhere. It's collector's items. It's all that. Movies are a giant marketing platform. <laughs> Especially for superhero things. Especially for superhero things. I mean, I'm. that's all I really have to say on it. It's just, it's a false sense of idealism and a false sense of, I like the thing. So don't take the thing. Don't change the thing. Let me have the thing. Company that makes the thing are good. Company that doesn't make the thing are bad. If anything, shouldn't you be boycotting Marvel being greedy jerks? (laughs) Yes, but the messaging's not that way. The messaging is Sony did not agree to our terms. So now, now children, Tom Holland's going to disappear. He's going to get Thanos snapped all over again. Sorry, another boycott thing was bo- trending on Twitter. So I'm like, is this not a Spider-Man thing? No. If anything, I think Korean people will be very supportive of Marvel because they hate Jap- Japan's guts right now because of the whole... Also, long story short, Japan denied trade to export to Korea. So Korea boycotted Japan right now. And all the unit clothes and anything Japan-related, people like famous YouTubers, they're like buying tickets to Japan, like airplane tickets, and ripping them and not going on the trip after paying for it. How's that, that seems boycotting? To defeat I don't the know. purpose of a boycott. Anyway, all the Uniqlo stores it seems are shit. Yeah. The opposite. People are calling him like you're a dumbass. Anyway, 
like Uniqlo's are shutting down. So if this thing gets wind in Korea, they're gonna be like, <gasps> ban all Sony's. Sony is evil. How dare you? I'm going to buy the Sony camera and break it. <laughs> you sure showed them, kid. You sure showed them. So the next question, uh, other question is: Does Marvel own Tom Holland Spider-Man, or is that still Spider-Man intellectual property belongs? to I Sony? imagine that's a complicated answer. That's probably connected to they own his rendition, but they cannot legally produce him calling mm-hmm. himself Spider-Man. Like I don't think that can exist without Sony's agreement. Now, my take on this, aside from the legal bullshit, is I was kind of, at the time, I didn't think about this, like, thoroughly. But the first thing that came to my mind is, oh, Sony will get the license back and they can make their own movies. Oh, we can have that original uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and Tom Holland Spider-Man and Venom crossover. That would be the greatest shit ever. It's Sony can make that, but I was like... Wait a minute, Tom Holland and Spider-Man so MCU. Like, mm. <laughs> That's a complicated question. I bet you part of their agreement is that if we are making Spider-Man movies, you are not allowed to. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, you can still make animated films, I guess, because that's not really uh, it's a different film. It's a different demographic, as numbers show. People also suggested that if the MCU Tom Holland Spider-Man is still within like Marvel's intellectual property... Then they should totally make a Miles Morales like live Spider-Man film, and Sony can just. I mean, do that. that'd be cool. I think that'd be really cool. Give more time for black actors. I'm all for it. <laughs> um. Also, when when Spider Gwen movie happening, you know. I mean it. They have I, the excuse. They tease the multiverse. Yep. We will end this on saying that Sony is not an idiot. As a company, they know what they're doing. They are a gigant, giant corporation that has many reaches into different sectors. Now, people joked about how, like, oh, Disney can just, like, buy out Sony, right? No, I don't think they can because Sony... Well, two things. Sony is a Japanese company and laws work very differently over there. And hostile takeovers does not work as in America. It works like an anime. <laughs> yeah, you have to fight a dude without your shirt on on the top of a tower. Make sure you have a tattoo on or else it's not going to work. Otherwise, it's just embarrassing. Yeah, like why would you fight without having a dragon tattoo on your back? Or just any tattoo. If it's just your naked back, like you just this look weird. This is a spoiler to Yakuza Kiwami. This is a spoiler to every Yakuza game. <laughs> every Yakuza game just ends with you being shirtless on top of a building fighting some dude. <laughs> Except I'm not wrong, by the way. Wait. This is actually what actually happens. I was trying to think. I think Zero's kind of the exception. Where does Zero end? You fight a dude shirtless on a boat, and yes. then in Majima's instance, you're in a tall building, not at the top. You're in yeah, it. Yeah, you're in a tall building. And the other guy has his shirt on. I think you still fight at the roof of the building, like the top floor balcony, but whatever. I know in one, you fight at the top of the building. In two, you fight at the top of a roof building with helicopter a sister pad. building yeah <laughs> that's under construction <laughs> i don't know what three four five is maybe they do three four five all end on the millennium tower no five doesn't <laughs> five five ends on the streets 
Did that game suck the <laughs> suck the most? And I don't, and I haven't played six, so I don't know. Is that the one where um, Kiryu just becomes like an uncle because she's he's trying to help? What's that the girl's baby. name? Yeah, trying to become an idol. Haruka. Yeah, that's what I heard. It's got something with that. I mean, he's always been a weird, wacky uncle in a way. But yeah, but yes, yeah, a second thing. Sony's fucking huge. They own electronics. They own film. They own probably other things that I would know. So no, Disney probably couldn't buy them. So don't be stupid. They could. It just would probably not be worth it. Yeah. It it doesn't give them an advantage. Like the way buying Star Wars gives them a bajillion dollar thing to make money off of. Also, if you don't think Disney is buying everything, literally, there's a chart on the internet. If you go see it, it's in the shape of the Mickey Mouse head, and it shows all the different sectors that Disney owns. Grows and, by the day. You know, they recently bought Marvel and 20th Century Fox and Lucasfilm, and they bought everything else. You know how their streaming platform will include Disney and ESPN Plus and Hulu? Hmm? Am I going somewhere with this? Is that this podcast is brought to you by Disney Entertainment LTD. Please subscribe to Disney Plus so that check, we can eat dinner. Check out the new Marvel movie and the new Star Wars movie. Dude, if it's I will laugh if Disney like pseudo like sponsors the podcast one day and we're like, oh gotta delete the podcast. I mean, we said they were fun evil. fact, back in the day I was partnered with Maker Studios. Which Disney bought. So all <gasps> the checks I got from AdSense from YouTube had Mickey Mouse on them. You're one of them. <laughs> I was part of it. Then they yeah. closed it down. Yeah. Also, according to the Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge, we can't say that word on live. <laughs> oh, we said the forbidden word. Now we're going to get canceled. No, we will never be canceled. I will cancel this show with my own hands probably from laziness but <laughs> i mean we have to be careful we what we're see. saying you never know what disney can what the fuck oh great we just got canceled um thank you for watching ladies and gentlemen you can find this podcast on spotify oh he's back we're not canceled anymore <laughs> perfect all right you can find this podcast on internet problems you can find this podcast on google play I was gonna say this is. <laughs> I was almost gonna say like this podcast is available on Disney Channel. <laughs> Please check it out. Check us out in Disney XD on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Oh my god, Pacific Standard Time. Dude, Overwatch League's on Disney XD too. I know it's. Does weird. Disney own Blizzard now? <laughs> I own oh, esports. That was also in the talks. Disney might buy Activision Blizzard. Mm. <laughs> We're gonna get Disney Warfare. I mean, but Andy, don't you want a Pixar animated Overwatch movie? Oh. <laughs> oh. That's the problem. Oh, oh my god, you know you that hate will do it. well. You hate it, but it's good. Anyway, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the Gaming Blues podcast, which you're uh, listening to right now, not be sure Disney. to rate us on iTunes as each review does help. Helps bring a couple more eyes on each episode. It means a lot to us. And if there's anything you do not like with the show, it lets us know and we can improve upon it. 
We are also available on Spotify and Podbean, as well as the other one I can't remember. We are also available on YouTube. All the video vods will go on there, and you can check us our at our own personalized streams. Mine's down here, and Darren is right over there at the bottom. You can see right there. Darren, what will you be streaming when you have time, content-wise? Uh, when I have time, I might be interested in trying to stream some Samurai Showdown, but I think I'm going to stick primarily to PC. Mm-hmm. So I want to do some more Pokemon at some point because the rotation took effect on the ladder, so stuff actually is possible to test and not be broken. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually, after this podcast, looking at the Games Pass because the promotion ends in 12 days. Mm. And there's a shit ton of games there. And it might be kind of fun to stream some of those. You can play Gears 4 for a dollar. Ooh, that's what I wanted. I actually want that. Um, For me, I actually have content ready for the YouTubes for once. And they'll be going up in a couple of days. I will be streaming more Sam Show probably. And... I think I like streaming on consoles more compared to Darren. So I will actually, when I have time, will go through all my backlogs, including watch me suck on Bloodborne. You. Suck on Bloodborne. You. Suck at! (laughs) That's the title of this podcast. Thank you for listening, viewers. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.